Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I saw Mikey kissing Mrs. Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. She didn't see him go out the window to the snow. He bailed again like goats of Christmas past from long ago. And Paige and Todd are gonna Just like chestnuts on your open fire So here's the friends you know Romancing in the pod show Mikey kissing Mrs. Claus last night It's wild early morning energy (laughs) We literally talked 12 hours ago we were recording for Horror Virgin. Yeah. And we're back at it, baby. I'm I'm sorry I was late this morning. One, I stayed up too late because I wanted to chill out from recording. And then I was decorating for Christmas and I had to pause a couple times because I like did the whole like, it's hard to do the whole Christmas thing by yourself where I was like, I'm going to make biscuits. I'm going to brew coffee, decorate for Christmas, watch this TV. And then I was like, I'm one man. So I'm like dragging boxes out of the storage shed out back, and I'm like, "This is gonna slow down my movie watch." But I had I had it all up, and I have it mostly set up. I need to get the put the ornament ornaments on the Christmas tree is the most annoying part to me about decorating for Christmas. Do we want to start the episode so we can use this? Nope. I want to just let Mikey ramble until he runs out. Like I just want to see where this rabbit hole goes. Okay. I don't care. You can use this or not. I'm just telling you about <laughs> why I was 20 minutes late. <laughs> Now, normally, I'm a Christmas decorations as soon as possible person because I love it. It's one of my favorite holidays. But it's our first Thanksgiving in the new house, so I'm, like, doing it up for Thanksgiving. Hell yeah, you are. Paige is Thanksgiving. Thanks living. What? Hard take. Think it's just a shitty holiday. I love Thanksgiving, but I I also sort of agree with what Mikey's about to say. Okay, okay. We'll start the episode and we'll continue this conversation. All right. Yeah, I want to start in with some real heavy fuck Thanksgiving energy. Yeah, that's okay, it's a Christmas right. movie, not a Thanksgiving movie, Todd. I think this comes out the week of Thanksgiving, though, so that's perfect. Yeah. This good. might come out on Thanksgiving. Good. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at Hello, I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey wanted to say fuck Thanksgiving. So let's continue this conversation. Okay, <laughs> sure. But I picked I picked the movie, but Mikey wants to say fuck Thanksgiving. Yes. Holiday in handcuffs. We watched Holiday in handcuffs. We did watch Holiday in handcuffs. Yes. Now, okay. Which we will get to after what Mikey's about to say. I decorated for Christmas while I watched this movie because I think this is a good classic cheesy christmas movie like the, f- the first start of the tidal wave that is made for tv 
Christmas movies of the modern era. Yes. Yeah, because this one sort of started that, right? No. I mean, it was happening. I remember a lot more after this one. This one broke through the zeitgeist. Okay. Yes, it popularized it, I will say. It was definitely happening beforehand, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. What? Lay out your argument for fuck Thanksgiving. Okay, because so I'm decorating <laughs> for Christmas while I watch this movie because it's like, okay, we're in the season now. We're, we're doing it. Let's go. Right. And then like a lot of, I put it on Instagram that I'm decorating and then like, and people replying, they're like, what about Thanksgiving? I'm going to say, Thanksgiving is a meal. Christmas is a season. And like, that's a, those are two epic magnitudes of different holidays there. And like, Thanksgiving is nice. It's nice to get together. I love Thanksgiving meal. You say what you're thankful for. But it is, it is like a two hour event. It is like the Super Bowl of holidays. It's just one day. And like not Super Bowl, like good metaphor, like the actual Super Bowl. It's just a Sunday. Yeah. You watch the game. The commercials are cool or whatever. It's over. Nana brings buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. yeah. It don't mean shit in the wide scheme of things, you know? <laughs> that is such a wildly privileged take as someone who doesn't cook Thanksgiving because I start planning for that meal in fucking October, motherfucker. <laughs> like... That for you, it's one day. For me, it's a month of preparation. <laughs> yes. You have the mom guilt trip down already for Thanksgiving. I, I know. It's wild. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. What I will say, I because here's the thing. I don't love what Thanksgiving stands for historically. I do struggle. I would be open to some sort of new, just food-based holiday where I prep for a month to cook so well that people like enshrine me as a food god in their minds. <laughs> I'm up for it. The apotheosis of Baker Page. I'm up for canceling Thanksgiving and doing something different. And I would love to do it slightly less close to Christmas because I love Christmas so much. But until we figure that out. What are you guys doing around September 15th? How do you guys feel about September 15th for like a decent meal holiday? Ooh, I love fall though. So for me, it's like, this is my fall holiday and then it's winter. A fall a day, you might say, Paige. No, no, no. Guys, there is a holiday dead zone in the spring. There is. That, yeah, and so like that's where we need to add one. And then I could do ham instead of turkey because fuck turkey. I'm really good at it, but it's not great like mine is amazing but it's a pain in the ass it's not my favorite bird well i tell you i uh did the turkey for the friendsgiving and that 40 dollars i spent at honey baked ham was the best turkey that money could buy and it was much easier yeah there you go that's fucking right <laughs> Yeah, that is that is a fantastic plan. Hey, Mikey, that was that was great, man. Thanks for the invite to Friendsgiving. I appreciate it. Uh, had a lot of fun. Wasn't my event. I just appreciate not having to stress about it anymore because when Mikey told me he was going to pick up a frozen turkey and he had not factored in thaw time, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I can cook turkey. Now, if I was working from home the win the Wednesday before I could have done it, but like I got I had so many meetings and things because I've I've been able to cook a really good turkey before when I had time, but like I, I wasn't gonna be able to do it that week, and I was like, nah, screw, it. I'll just order a big turkey breast. My turkey <laughs> takes three days. Have you guys ever been like doing a group project and you feel like you're the only one trying to actually do the group project? Everyone else is just talking about how they hate Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> sure. Holiday in handcuffs. That's why I've only partnered with the people who are terrified of public speaking. So I would be like, you tell me, you bullet point out this presentation. I will present it. You will get good grades. I will get good grades. You don't have to have social anxiety. I will take that upon for you. And then we're done. 
That was exactly my game plan all through college, and it worked. Okay, so holiday handcuffs. Let's talk about it, baby. Yeah, what'd you guys think? Why did I choose it? I had never seen it before. I had only heard the myth of its greatness. I'd never seen it either, Paige. I'd never seen it. It's a tight under 90 minutes. <laughs> Good for them. Great job. <laughs> I, I didn't dislike it. I I really did enjoy watching it this morning. It's better than it has any right to be. However, I think if you're going to have a meet cute that problematic, your chemistry has to be off the fucking charts. That's the only way that like while you were sleeping or overboard works. No, 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 no. You love 365 and this is basically like 16. But like, uh, <laughs> I love a big problematic meet cute. But here's the thing. 365 is purely just a sex movie. And this movie has a couple kisses in it at best. Although a lot of talk about sex. But I think this may also be marred by the fact that I have met Mario Lopez a handful of times and he's not very nice. He's not who you would kidnap for the holidays. I get it. He's very attractive. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Great. Good looking. No, I think what got this through the what, what got this through the noise was that this concept is bonkers and these people are also bonkers and it is bonkers. And right. We got my brother this movie on DVD for reasons before he came out for reasons In, oh for sure let's cover this right out of the gate though this was originally an abc family made for tv movie yeah that's why it has commercial breaks it does yeah i noticed that i was like isn't this a movie what are we doing it's no it's written in four act structure like a long episode of television and it fucking works honestly it does yeah so you bought it for your brother because of the C plot of this movie, I will say. <laughs> Me and my mom got it for him. Had he already come out? No. <laughs> Wait, can I ask a question, Mikey? How long after you gave this as a gift? Years. Okay. Which is, you know, that's his journey. You know, I'm not no done. Oh, yeah. No, I was just wondering if this, like, tipped the scales. You try to show support in not as awkward ways as you can up until then. And then I was like, here you go. <laughs> I love that, though. That's actually sort of sweet in a weird way. Come to this cabin for Christmas, wink. It was in his stocking one year for my mom and I. <laughs> I love that so much because we never talked about it before he came out. Wink. <laughs> That's sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I do think this, this is you and your mom being like, we love you. We accept you. Just. Yes. No. <laughs> just tell us. <laughs> yeah. Me and my mom would like go on errands in the car. And we would just be like, I just wish he would come out if he is, because then we could just like move past this point and then we would love him. And then like we would get past the awkward point. Yeah. Meet who he's dating and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's only so many ways you can, like, tell a family member, I love and support you no matter what, where it doesn't feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't beg the question. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't make them think that you're worried they'll kill themselves. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly. usually when you're like, just so you know, <laughs> just in case. They're like, I think I'm going to, like, maybe, like, go see a different movie. And be like, oh, I'll, you know, just no matter what you choose or do or whatever you, who you are, <laughs> I love. And support you no matter what. It's still it's important to do. I'm glad I'm glad that you guys did it and eventually he he felt safe and comfortable to come out. <laughs> 
But no, but uh, this movie, I think, I think it hits all the right spots for a cheesy. Cre- like this is the perfect movie to decorate your house too. Yes, the dialogue doesn't super matter. The plot points are few. I feel like it was made for this podcast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will say that him decorating all the outside secretly is just a bonkers notion of like. It's also impossible. Yeah, I was like. That would take him hours. Oh, I had to just assume it was already there, and he stumbled upon those switches and was like, oh, shit, this would be perfect. I should ice the driveway or wherever they are. I'm having an internal debate as we record if I today want to just decorate all the outside as well. Mikey, okay, today after this, we're going to go have lunch with friends, and then Natalie and I are coming back and decorating for Christmas. Like, we are already setting up outside and inside or just inside just inside but that's largely because i have to leave town so i've also got a pack tonight because i'm leaving for work tomorrow but yeah we'll do the inside when i get back or outside my inside is done except for the ornaments because it's the most detail-oriented task of christmas decorating of course yeah but then i'm like well i could get done and then i could decorate outside the weather's really nice here and it's cold it feels christmasy and sunny it does 49 degrees and sunny it's perfect weather to decorate yeah and I got some new candy cane lights to make a trail from my front to the to the driveway. Nice. Yes. I need to get some of those. I have some of those. I got blow molds. I'm I'm doing it up on vintage blow molds. And so I have like two little vintagey looking deers, and I'm on the hunt for a Santa and a snowman. This is your first Christmas in this house. Are you excited? I am, but we're not gonna be able to like really blow it out. Like the same with Halloween, where it was just like we were buried and so i think i think next year it, it like every holiday is on notice like we're it's going to be <laughs> we're going to be the house and people are going to be like what happened you better watch out arbor day yeah 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 look out women's appreciation month and administrative assistant day yeah like it's <laughs> world cat day hell yeah i think next year's going to be the big one but we do have some stuff for christmas this year cuz i got a real screaming deal on my my little his and her reindeer blow molds and so and i have like you know we had our like some of our trick-or-treat sign and stuff up and we'll put our christmas stuff up too nice yeah but this movie i i feel like we could recast it with slightly more chemistry and this might actually become a air quotes good movie like not a great movie because it is bonkers yeah it is crazy but a movie that is like, cause I look at this and I'm like, okay, 90 minutes, bonkers meet cute. They end up together in the end. That's kind of the same as while you were sleeping. And the difference is that's Sandy Bullock and Bill Pullman and it's off the charts chemistry. And that's a huge difference. I need in this, I need a crazier family. I need a little more dementia from grandma. Yeah. And I need two <laughs> people that look like they cannot resist each other. And I don't have any of those pieces. And that's what keeps it from being Truly amazing, but it is close. There's never chemistry between the leads in a made-for-TV Christmas movie. Like, that is, like, the most, like, rare thing. It's, like, usually not happening. Like, it's not. I know, and I'm like, that's the one that, like, you could just cast people that seem like they want to fuck, and, like... They never do. It would instantly elevate these films. I don't know if you can compare it to While You Were Sleeping, because While You Were Sleeping, I don't think it's, like, a felony... Like, she fully kidnaps him. She pretends to be his fiance to gain access to his medical information, which actually is a felony. Well, this is before HIPAA, right? Yeah, well, I don't know, because it's, I think while you were sleeping is, like, right on the line, because HIPAA's in, like, the early 90s. 
So, like, while you were sleeping might be a felony. That's fair. <laughs> overboard is definitely a felony. Oh, yeah. Overboard's the same. But you're right. In overboard, hella chemistry, right? Like. You can't deny it, man. Yeah. Yeah. In this, you can't prove it. Like, there's really no chemistry <laughs> between really them. really no. But I, I, that, that did not stop me from enjoying this movie because it is, like. Insane. There is chemistry between Mario Lopez and the sister. Oh, or the grandma. Yeah. But definitely not with Cl Clarissa explains the statute of limitations on <laughs> kidnapping charges. <laughs> oh, and can you just like not press charges in that situation? Like, no, no. <laughs> yes. Really? Well, yeah, because there's no crime if he's like, I wasn't kidnapped. That's that's true. Ki kidnapping does depend on you being taken and held against your will. And if you say that it was not against your will and you are an adult and found to be of sound mind, then technically, I guess, yes, you could just not press charges. Okay. Like, Todd, if you came over to my house and Natalie was like, Todd was kidnapped by Mikey, and they came over, and you're like, "I'm playing Xbox with him." Yeah, it's cool. I like to, I like to play Xbox. They'd be like, "Okay, thank you." But then his girlfriend, her fiance, would probably be up for charges of making a false report. Well, no, because she, with you know the information she had, she thought believed it. Yeah, it's not like she knowingly lied. Yeah. Okay. I love, I, I love that we're breaking down the legal, the legalities of this <laughs> insane fucking movie. The legality of this film. If like say in that situation with Todd, like if Natalie knowingly knew that he just went to go play video games, then it's a false report. And then she would be a yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what about the fact that he called her and said he was kidnapped? Does that factor in at all? Well, people be jerks. Yeah. Uh, no, no, he's just a, It was a prank, Natalie, calm down, it's a prank It's a fucking prank It's just joking He's just a jerk Well, he wasn't at the time of the call I'm just playing Soul Calibur with my boy And then also, if you refuse to testify, it'd be hard to convict somebody of kidnapping I would never testify against you, Mikey I know, I'd make sure of that Okay, <laughs> so, so in theory, the end of this movie could happen It makes no sense that it would happen since they seem to have no chemistry and don't really establish a romantic relationship, but sure. I mean, they kiss once under the mistletoe. It is awkward. And then we don't see them kiss again until the very end. And then it's a good one. It's all right, Paige. It's all right. Compared to the first one, it's much better, but yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I did think the fourth act was... A little unnecessary like the whole gallery stuff like they should have just wrapped it up at the jail like that's a that's a hallmark level like we ended at the kiss kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely well she has to resolve her family stuff yeah so that's why you need the gallery yeah i do love how they wrap that up like real fast in like three minutes yeah of all her family stuff is solved she meets her brother's boyfriend congrats mikey and like all of that stuff <laughs> is wrapped up immediately and she and she feels like she sold a painting like, all of that is, like, that night, right? <laughs> she feels like she did. It was just him buying it. Well, she didn't really. Like, that is what I would have said. If I if I was Clarissa in this situation and someone bought a painting, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. Finally, someone I don't know liked my art enough to buy a painting. And then it gets revealed that my hunk of a now husband, Mario Lopez, bought it. I'd be like, Fuck, man. Really? I thought I sold a painting. God damn it. This is why I'm in therapy, by the way. <laughs> it looks, no, no, that's, I completely understand that. 
But I would have took the money. The, I looked at the runtime and it only had four minutes left. And I was like, we have like three plots to wrap up. Like, how is this going to do it? I know. I know. And they button it up quick. I like it. That's So, Todd, I my version of that is I am really excited for people I don't personally know to come to comedy shows because everyone's like, oh, my God, I want to come see you. And I was like, that's nice. But you know me. <laughs> like, I'm not marketing to you. Right. Exactly. No, Paige. <laughs> same thing. Exactly the same thing. I feel the same about counseling. You just want somebody to counsel that you don't know personally? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because ethically, <laughs> you're not supposed to. No, no, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, isn't that like against the law, kind of? It's not against the law. It's but against, against your ethics, ethics board. Yeah. Yeah. Ethics are great. <laughs> and also, sometimes your friends need advice. But you shouldn't charge them? Advice is different than therapy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I charge my friends for advice. I'm a life coach. <laughs> I told you to break <laughs> up with your boyfriend, and so that's going to be a code 90834 for 45 <laughs> minutes. Charged at three units at X amount per unit. But yeah. OG modifier. Oh, you're going fancy. <laughs> I mean, uh, I also think that her perm is the best use of ponytail and glasses. Oh. Maybe in all movies we've done so far. She looks Oof. very, de- like, she looks like they're talking about ponytail. Like, she's got ponytail. I'm like, her, she looks terrible with that perm. She looks like the cartoon of, like, when you stick your fingers in a light socket kind yeah. of thing. Like, it's, like, that tight, curled, and, like, crazy. When, she, when her hair straightens, I was like. And she she missed the ends. And I was like, girl, at least curl the ends so it all matches. This is no Sandra Bullock being a tomboy kind of unpretty. Right. This is actually, like. Okay, you look terrible in a perm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get some relaxer in here, stat. Oh, well, and and God, I mean, that'd be so rough on your hair to do to do a perm and then literally go instantly back to relaxing it out. It's really bad for your hair to go like to whiplash. Like, it's not good. Don't do it. Don't do a home perm. Get a professional. I didn't realize that's what she was doing at the beginning. I was like, oh, she's like curling her hair or whatever, which she is, but like permanently. Well, okay. So here's the thing. The the person, either set deck or the director, somebody has never seen someone do a home perm, I don't think. Yeah, because this seemed like uh, not the right way to do it, at least. Well, okay. So because I was confused at first because I was like, is she coloring her hair? Because she's just squeezing stuff over the top of it. And I was like, right. oh, no. And then I saw, so half the rollers she has in Let's let's just maybe we should just start the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's wait. I'll talk about it when we get to that scene. I was like, this is a lot to unpack for a scene we'll get to in like two seconds. Because there's not. I don't think we should talk much about the plot. I think we need to talk about this stuff. Oh, we yeah, we need to analyze the craziness and which one of us are dunkers and which one of us are twisters. And we will get to it when we get to it. Oh, you mean in this movie that was clearly presented by Oreo? Like there's so many Oreos in this movie. Thank you, Oreo. I need I, actually. Actually, we need to ask one more question. Okay. Cut this out. This doesn't work. No. Do you guys consider Mario Lopez as diversity in one of these movies, or is he not? I have a question. What do you mean, you guys? <laughs> oh, no. I consider Mario Lopez d- diverse. Uh, I-, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I would say he's diverse. I'd say he's incredibly pretty. I don't know. I'll put this on Saved by the Bell terms. I think he was that lane on Saved by the Bell. Of course. I don't want to lean too much into it. He's a dick. <laughs> like, he's really... I think it wrecks the movie a little bit for me that he's one of the celebrities I've met the most. And I'm just like, 
yeah, pass. Like, he's not, like, deliberately mean, but he's just really, like, a real cocky, full-of-himself asshole. He just, I mean, I just feel like he voted for Trump. I don't have any, like, proof. I would almost put money on it. Yeah. Mikey. Like, but because it's a rich thing. Of course. Yeah, and he would never publicly talk about it, but I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, But again, it's classism. That's what it, classism racism yep all of these systems are intersectional functioning at different levels and different people that's why it's a more complex conversation that we probably shouldn't get into on a podcast as three white people uh so yeah let's let's really break out the racism classism divide on our holiday and handcuffs episode (laughs) on thanksgiving I'm not even sure I think this one does come out on thanksgiving we're recording it so early because of the holidays right so like right but yeah I think it might (laughs) I think it might be our Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> oh, Should we just go to this movie scene by scene? Gobble, gobble. Yeah, cut all, cut all the Mario Lopez stuff out. But like, you might want to also start saying Lopez. No. Yeah, you. you He's should. not. Re- no, he is like unseasoned chicken. That's what he reminds me of. Do, should I tell some of my Mario Lopez stories? Yes. <laughs> Okay, you can cut this back in. I'm fine going on record. So I used to work at an outdoor mall in Los Angeles called The Grove, and they used to film extra in the mornings that he was the host of, and they used to film it like literally like steps outside our store, just in the middle of The Grove. It was like people would come to watch it or whatever. And he was always just kind of like, on the move walking through some of the more like employee parts of the grove and he would just crash into people without (laughs) apologizing constantly he i have walked into mario lopez like three times (laughs) and like and like you know crashing drinks on people like the whole night and i every single time he would be like move you're just like i get it i get that you're more famous than me yes i have to move i understand but like just a little more nice about it. Just like, maybe just like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Like something, but no, just, he just walks through people. Was he on camera at the time? Like, I'm confused as to why he would like. No, 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 no. He would be like going to and from set. So they would have the like set set up in this like little kind of courtyard. Sure. And people stand out in front of it and whatever. And in order to walk him to and from Obviously, they don't want people to like, you know, be up in his stuff as he's trying to just get to and from. So they like security walk him really, really fast. But if you like just work there and you see him every like you're not there to like, excuse me, Mario Lopez. You're just like, I'm trying to get back to work with this bagel in 15 minutes. Yeah, no, you're just doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so you're walking like the same back hallways and stuff that he is. And you're also like, I we used to wear like our aprons and name tags and stuff out so that people knew we were employees and not like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not people, jeez. I know, right? Jesus. I know, right? Commoners. We call you com- peasants, commoners. Well, that's what M- Mario would call you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also was notorious for like not talking to fans <laughs> and stuff. So he would be standing there and people would be like, oh my God, Mario Lopez, I love you so much. And he'd be like, thanks. <laughs> I was like, we just got to like, we we just got a window into his crazy life all the time. I, I will not judge about that. Me either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 like I feel like if you're that pretty, you get that yelled at you a lot and it probably gets old. I'm sure. I'm sure. No, I mean, I just think, I, I don't know. It's weird. But I also am like, you're at work right now, and your job is kind of to be a famous person. Oh, okay. Well, that's different, yeah. Right? Like, 
if it's at his house or when he's just sitting at a restaurant, yeah, don't yell at him. Of course, like, I understand. But he's like, on set, fans are supposed to be excited to see him. That's the whole point. And it's only for like X amount of hours <laughs> during the day. And he's just like, oh, gross. <laughs> like, and just every, we would just like stand and watch him from our store windows and just be like, what a fucking tool. <laughs> like, I can't say anything. That's how I was at the last like meetup. Like the first time we did a meetup, I was like, oh, hi, everyone. Okay, I'm going to go watch the movie now. Yeah, Mikey was very nervous at the meetup. Yeah. Nervous mm -hmm. is different. Dismissive is a whole different thing. So, but yeah, and we watched, he was there almost every day. So we were just like, look at that guy. Well, the other thing too, he's like cheated on every woman he's ever been with, like publicly. Paige, he didn't cheat. A woman handcuffed him to their car and took him home. <laughs> Dragged for him to Christmas. That's technically not cheating if you get abducted. Yeah, you don't even know the true story. I'm going to say kidnapping negates consent. Oh, just in general. Yes, it absolutely does. Yeah, simple. I'm glad we solved it. Do you guys want to go to this movie scene by scene, though? Yes. No. All right. Well, what are we doing then? <laughs> I mean, I could go have breakfast. Uh, I've got a cake to make later. No, let's just talk about Christmas and kidnapping and like, then we'll just wrap it up in 30 minutes like a podcast. Let's just get into it. Anyway, so ABC Family presents this, which I had like an instant flashback to when this was first on TV and they were promoting it. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. This was like a TV event that people like tuned in for. <laughs> Do you remember that when people had to tune in for TV? I and had to like, you know, set their TiVos for shit. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So it's ABC Family, which I don't even think exists anymore. Does ABC Family still exist? I'm sure it exists in some level. Yeah. It's freeform now. Is it freeform now? Okay. Uh-huh. So it used to be Fox Family for a while. And then, it, or maybe that was different. I don't know. So ABC Family was like a weird conglomeration where Disney bought them. Yeah. And so now Freeform is like. Well, Disney owns all of ABC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of like a weird second Disney channel for a bit. Anyway. Yeah, cool. So Clarissa is driving uh, <laughs> and Mario Lopez, through the snow, and Mario Lopez is walking outside. Uh, and she's like, yo, you've been walking for like an hour and you've made it maybe like two miles and the gas station is 20 miles. Do you want to just get back in the car and we'll go have hot chocolate? And he does. He gets in the car and he's just like, you're the fucking devil. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if I had to walk in the snow, I'd be upset too. So we cut to 18 hours earlier on December 23rd. And she is rushing around her way too big loft that she can't afford on a waitress's salary in any metropolitan area. And it's like, it's supposed to be a studio. Like, it's supposed to be small. She's a struggling artist. Like, that is her vibe. And it's in New York. I know, Paige. Yeah. So that studio apartment that we're seeing actually on screen would probably be five to $6,000 a month. Like, it is big if you're lucky it's it's bigger than the friend's apartment yeah like that's how egregious it <laughs> it's wild and she is clearly disorganized she's having a rough morning she's trying to eat chinese food she spilled soy sauce on her dress so now she has to change and she put a towel over the timer so she didn't hear it which means that her perm sat on too long let's talk about the weird perm that is happening here it's that if you are doing an at-home perm first of all don't leave it to the professional secondly if you still decide to do it watch your time timing is of the essence and that can like 
really fuck up your hair and your scalp if you leave it on too long. I think we learned that in this movie. Well, she looks like a chia pet. She does. She's lucky that the only thing that happened to her is that her curls were too tight. Which, by the way, it is going to be tighter and relax over time regardless. Yeah. So, and I don't know what her sister did at home to do some sort of at-home relaxer treatment. Definitely go to a salon for that. Don't do that at home. She used a paintbrush. It was fine. It looks like she's just putting conditioner. <laughs> it does. It looks like they they found Dove soap and she's like paintbrushing Dove soap Painting into her it head. Under her hair. <laughs> But it works. Uh, well, and this is going to sound really callous and mean. They're fucking rich, right? Her family is super rich. I don't know why her mom didn't just like, okay, we're driving into town and someone's going to fix this. Right. And I think it's just because she wants to trap them in the house for Christmas because her mom kind of a kidnapper herself. Who kidnapped who really, Paige? Yeah, Paige. I think it's a chain of kidnapping. Like the mom kidnapped them. She kidnapped him. I think sometime in the 70s, the mom kidnapped the dad and then they've been raising a family together that have also been kidnapped. Yeah. It was wild that she redid that whole basement to do that, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So her parents call as she's got the perm rollers in, which is part of why she doesn't hear the timer. So that's why it leaves it on too long. Right. Her mom's like sort of like nagging her about the time that she's going to get there. And like, it's very sort of like taskmaster-ish. And then her dad comes on and gives her shit about the interview she's actually prepping to go to right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she makes it to the interview too late in a very fun hat though i was like convenient that that hat goes with the rest of her outfit yeah i thought the the perm reveal or the bad hair reveal was gonna happen during the interview but it just turns out that she just straight up missed the interview which it sort of positioned that that accident that she like was witness to caused her to be late to it yeah it was her fault yeah, yeah. well the guy like cussed her out i was like you what you also have to look where you're driving <laughs> like this. Is yeah. Like, because what happens is she's like right up against the car in front of her and some guy's trying to turn into the like parking garage or whatever. So she backs out. Yeah. So she pauses to let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. So she like backs up so he can get through and he doesn't pay attention to the car that like hits him, but she doesn't hit him. That's not her responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. There's been a ton of psychological studies that say, the worst your haircut is, like the worst people think of a person you are, so you will take most of the blame. I will say, I think happiness with your hair is directly related to a lot of just how you feel as a person. I think that's why hair is so important to people. But like, this is not unsalvageable. This is workable, I think. You mean her hair in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but like... <laughs> You could make you could make it work. And also, I just PSA to everyone out there who has hair struggles because people do wig technology is off the fucking chain right now. Wigs <laughs> are awesome. It's a golden age for wigs. Get into it. Let's all start wearing wigs. OK, normalize it. No. Anyway, I'm going to wear like a nope. not going to do that. That would look bad. I fell down a TikTok rabbit hole of people installing toupees and toupee technology is fucking wild right now they just walk among us and we have no idea good that's the point but also bald is beautiful so like live your truth i don't know if i look good in a wig i like I short hair is like the way i go you know well yeah i i i think you know it's probably better for your face shape to face shape to be short and we know that todd shouldn't go long again but i'm just saying if for some reason you ever lost what you have they're making wild toupees now 
or embrace the bald. Oh, I would. I think I had the good the good body to just do the shave, like the close shave. You think so? Mm-hmm. My dad was unsure for a long time, and then dad did the close shave, and he's been that way ever since. But he says his head gets very, very cold, so he has to invest in a lot of cool hats. That sounds fantastic. Does your head get too hot? I'm a warm natured dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Dad says his head gets fucking freezing and it like makes him cold all the time. Anyway, so she didn't cause that car accident, <laughs> but she did miss that interview. I think she just didn't want that job. Like the job is positioned as like, it's time for you to grow up and get a career. Right. Because they don't see her art as a career. And like, I get that she doesn't make money at it, but I also get that it takes a long time for that to like yeah. come to fruition. So like, you know, and I do think I I love the line at the end where she's like, listen, if you want me to pick between you and me, I'm going to pick me every time. Yes. I love that. And I love that I they, through therapy that we never see off screen, her parents come to realize that they do love her for who she is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. It's about damn time. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's about damn time in a minute. I'm going to love you because you are my child that I gave birth to. <laughs> so I do love her old timey pink car that I know they're trying to be like, what a trash car. And I was like, what a dream car. <laughs> like, She's living my dream life in this crazy city. Lost. <laughs> We're going to make it. It did feel very like Laverne and Shirley, but yes. I think it was a pink old like car right i think that was her mom's old car that she was given Ah. because she hates pink and her mom loves pink oh yeah yeah okay this head cannon makes sense which i okay i love that that is just in the movie and they never explain it and i could be flat out wrong sure but i like that kind of stuff in movie no i like it too yeah that that explanation absolutely works for me i am on board yeah anyway she misses the interview. And the interview was like a friend of her dad's. He had set it up. It's their neighbor. It's it's her dad's neighbor. It's their neighbor, which I do think I feel like he probably still would have had the interview, but just would have said no to her or whatever to like try and save face with dad. I think if they were friends, like it says they are. Oh, yeah. You think they're not actually friends? Yes. Yeah. I think they're really, truly just neighbors. Just neighbors. Because if they were friends, I think he would have still considered her for the job because shit happens you know yeah 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 but i think just because they're like at best acquaintances and also like i've never had a neighbor i didn't like like on some level but some people have trash neighbors you know what i'm saying oh we we have had trash neighbors previously our current neighbors are fine but you know sure sure but like you know what i'm saying like if it's a neighbor you're just trying to save face with any out you can take yes i would take it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah well and and i also who schedules a job interview on the 23rd? An asshole, that's who. <laughs> it was a seasonal Christmas position. <laughs> One of my favorite things ever is I quit Sir Latab so that my two weeks would be up on the 22nd. Hell yeah. Have fun staffing your holiday. <laughs> so I was just like, have fun at Christmas. Bye. <laughs> and I feel bad for the coworkers I left behind, but I did try to make sure it was staffed without me. But I really did like sticking it to the company that way. Anyway, so she misses the interview. So she goes to her waitressing job. Can we talk about this restaurant? Because it seems to be an Indian slash American diner fusion restaurant. Yeah. And if those exist, 
Tell me where they are. I know. Because that sounds amazing. When she came out at the end to bring Melissa Joan, Clarissa explained it all like a plate of food. And it looks like naan and some kind of soup. Right. And then she is Just eating a, burger? Like a straight up burger. I was like, what is this restaurant? And what is this restaurant? Ho ho hot dogs. It's like an Indian restaurant where kids are safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. yes, we definitely have mac and cheese. Right. Yeah. But we also have amazing Indian food. Food. Yeah, exactly. We we've got tandoori chicken, but also chicken nuggets. Like that's what this place is. Right. So like your kids can eat here too. Right. Yeah. Tandoori chicken nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Tikka masala <laughs> or French fries. <laughs> like, that's it's such a crazy crazy idea, especially because I was like, you're serving burgers. <laughs> like. What kind of burger is it? Like, what are we doing? Well, and they're—it's got to be an Impossible Burger. He's Hindi. Yeah, uh, may, maybe I don't know. Well, we don't know if he's practicing. He pra—he worships at the god of capitalism. Man, look at this restaurant. He's handing out Christmas ornaments to every customer. Yeah, they do go full Christmas. Yeah, he definitely practices capitalism for sure. But he's a business owner. Good for him. Like, I don't care. There is only one God and it is money. Yes. I, I want to go to this restaurant. <laughs> so I was like. Me too. Yeah. Okay, guys, if I went to a restaurant and they handed me a Christmas ornament after I paid the tab, I would be like on everywhere being like, you have to go to this restaurant. <laughs> you have to go. You get a free ornament. <laughs> That's how you bring out the inner Christmas Mikey, though. Like, hand him a free ornament. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fill their stockings with curry. He's free. I'm Christmas Mikey is here. He is free. He is thawed like with Mariah Carey and is out and about. <laughs> yes. Now, here's the thing. She is as bad of a waitress as Sarah Connor is in Terminator. She's having a bad time. Oh, yeah. She's not great. And if there's anything that will break your spirit and cause you to have a mental breakdown it's working in the service industry yeah it is and it's just it's like and i have so been there of just like it's that one thing too many where you're just like i i'm not even human anymore i can't function like my her eye goes kind of wonky and i'm just like yeah been there been there yeah been there that's <laughs> december 23rd energy right that's like the time that i told a guy we couldn't gift wrap because it was too close to christmas and the wait was too long and he threw a cake plate at my head like that's oh yes i have felt it Paige, do you ever go out with friends in public that clearly haven't worked a day in the service industry and you're like embarrassed to be around them sometimes. I hate that. Me too. And I try to not be friends with people like that because Same. I don't like the energy. Yeah. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I don't mind if you haven't worked in the industry but are still polite and kind to the people who do. Then we could be friends. But if you're just like, oh yeah, those are the people that haven't worked that you never noticed they haven't worked, right? right. In the service industry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the people you notice they haven't worked in the service industry that are problems. That's a oh, it's a huge. It's it's not just a dating red flag for me. It's a friendship red flag. I'm Same. Like, I won't go to dinner with. You. Yeah, I've never I have never served at a restaurant. I know, but Mikey. I wouldn't have known that. I've known you a long time. Yeah. You're super nice to every waiter I've seen you interact with. Right. Like thanking them for bringing you refills, like that kind of nice. You know what I'm saying? Like you're the kind of person who I wouldn't notice. Well, I drink Diet Coke fast, you know? I do too. Same. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I, d I didn't need to become a server to gain empathy. Exactly. Some people do, though. Some people fucking do. But some, <laughs> some people have to, though. Yeah. Anyway, so she's having a rough day. And. She's like, it's fine, though, because I'm still bringing my boyfriend home. He's going to pick me up at two. 
And this is the real life Nick. This is real life Nick. Can we talk about real life Nick? Because yeah, let's talk I about am, real life Nick. I am confused and torn by real life Nick. I can answer any question you have about real life Nick. Let's go. So here's my thing about real life Nick. First, <laughs> and and he basically says it in the scene of like, I only agreed to meet your parents. So you would fuck me. And now that you have, I'm out. Yeah. But I'm just like, the day of, like... That's douchebaggery behavior initially, but then leaving her the day, I'm like, at least go to dinner. Look, I I empower Nick to live his life. Oh, no, Mikey, you Mikey. cannot take Nick's side. No, Mikey. I thought Nick was such a bad person. He was such Nick a- is comically a villain in this scene. Yes. When he was like, I didn't sleep with you at that point. I was like, oh, Nick. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Because here's the thing. I, I would feel less bad about Nick if he had told her before, at least a day or two before, that it was not going to happen. So she knew the fact that he shows up at the time he's supposed to pick her up and is just like, not happening. They're supposed to be leaving right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Yeah, no, I'm like, what? Like, because here's the thing. The rest of it, I'm like, maybe this is a relationship miscommunication. She was more into it than he was, and he needs to find a way to break the news. But then he throws in there like, well, we hadn't fucked. So I definitely told you this so we could fuck. And then uh, I decided to cancel on you the day of. I was like, no, burn him at the stake. Her friend should have been like, okay, let me ask you this. When you're done at his house, does he make you a quesadilla or does he make himself a quesadilla? Yeah. That's how you know. What's the dealio with the quesadillas? <laughs> How will I know if Mikey loves me? How will I know if the cheese is melty? <laughs> anyway, uh, so that is her last straw. It's it's just it. She short circuits a bit. Well, yeah, her boyfriend comes in and is like, hey, we're not together anymore because I slept with you and lost interest. Bye. So, yeah, she's having a bad day. She's got a bad day. (laughs) Because she had a bad day and he dumped her whole ass and he left her at work when she needs to go fast. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Why can I instantly write lyrics to that stupid song? It's catchy. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it's an easy thing It's, it's like, sing-songy Which is good I like that kind of stuff But yeah Anyway In walks Mario Lopez And he is clearly there To propose to his girlfriend Which by the way Having met his girlfriend Later in the film I think she would have been furious that this is where he decided to propose, even though I think it might be the best restaurant in town. She would just be like, here? <laughs> like, that's the kind of bougie, rich, awful person she is. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, she is very terrible, but she has to be because we're supposed to want Mario and Melissa to end up together. You know, the solid M&Ms. But, right. at, but like at this point, she is just like, the fiance. We don't even really see her in this scene. We just see he has the ring, right? And is like waiting for her. Yeah, she because she hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. He's waiting for her. Yeah. yeah. And Melissa Joan Hart comes over to take his order and he's like, Do you need to write it down? She writes nothing down. She's she's got the thousand yard stare. She's like, Ugh. Yeah, it's I used to describe it in uh retail as like her eyes have gone black like a shark. Yeah. Because like And when I worked at the Grove where they filmed extra, there was a bar in the center. I walked you guys through the the farmer's market part. There's a huge bar in the center. Yeah, it's awesome. And during Christmas, you would just see just table after table of retail people on their lunch break, just slamming shots, just like anything to get through the day. (laughs) And they were all just like thousand yards stare drinking. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's where she's at. They are drinking to get tipsy to make it through. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the only <laughs> way they're going to get through. It's called being an alcoholic. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, service industry, alcoholism. Good friends. Like peanut butter and jelly. They go together like terrifying choices that make your life bad. Uh, <laughs> Paige, you are fucking crushing it this morning. I'm on it today. Yeah. We need to record at seven your time every time. <laughs> I need more coffee. Yeah, I'm like, whoa, can't keep up. Anyway, she puts the order slip on the carousel, just spins it. Yeah. Uh, and just stares. Her mom calls and is like, hey, have you left yet? And she's just like, we're leaving right now. Doesn't doesn't tell her Nick Dumdrick nothing. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, but we we know the title of the movie. So we know what's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Clarissa's about to kidnap Slater. Yeah. 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 Uh, I would have renamed this movie Cuffing Season. Oh, my God. Mikey. <laughs> and I think it's a crime against humanity that it is not named this. That is a wonderful title. Why is this not called Cuffing Season? <laughs> oh, my God. That's the perfect name for the movie. Fuck. Yeah, I'm going into marketing. I heard it's a field <laughs> that's full of really skilled people. I feel like you expect oh. me to defend it, but like your sarcasm in that is warranted. It's appropriate. Man, I got fucking roasted by kids on my soccer team this week because they were like, oh, you're a counselor. Oh, you made such a huge impact on my life. And I was like, damn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Damn. They're fucking evil. <laughs> were they being sarcastic? Yes. And I was like. I was like, oh, well, you're the best soccer kid on the team. The best. You're definitely not sitting on the bench come Monday. Mikey, Mikey, <laughs> this child that you are now verbally admitting to abusing on some <laughs> level or bullying at least. <laughs> he started it. How old is this child? Look, 10-year-olds need their adults, basically. <laughs> and that the fact that if you're going to roast me, I'm coming back with a, I'm coming back with a burn. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, like, Mikey. I'm not taking it. Children are cruel. That's the exact age for you're an orphan. Like that—that's <laughs> that energy. Yes, that does have some urine orphan energy. You're right. <laughs> They've been through a lot. Oh. I'll give it to them. They—they they can make fun of Mikey. It was really funny because it, it was like a sick bird. I was like, oh man, if you want to hurt like a counselor's feelings, like you should just tell them that. That was a great bird. I was like, you went to school and have loans, and I'm still gonna be depressed. I was like, finally, I know that I'm making a difference in your life, and you're learning how to really. Like take someone down in a deep way. I'm going to act out because I can't process my emotions because you weren't impactful. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. They'll like fall down and be like, I'll be like, hey, you okay? They're like, I don't need a therapy about it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, buddy. All right. All right. Keep it on walking there. Mikey's going to send this kid to therapy just to torture the therapist. <laughs> Can you find suck ass on your emotion wheel? <laughs> oh, shit. So funny. The emotion wheel is helpful for people who have struggled <laughs> to feel emotions. I that was such a helpful thing oh, for you me. Are... I'm not even joking. I am not even joking. You needed the emotional wheel, you fucking child. <laughs> no, a lot of people need the emotional wheel. Todd's like, it made me feel bad. Well, bad's not an emotion, Todd. Can you name exactly? The, can you name the emotion on the emotion wheel? Uh huh. Loved it. <laughs> Super helpful. Anyway. Her mom accuses her over the phone of ruining Christmas. <laughs> because she's like a mom, right? Moms do that, right? That's a mom thing? No, my mom wouldn't. My aunt would. No, mine mine wouldn't either. No, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. Well, okay, I looked at this scene in a different in a different thing. I'm not going to be say that mom that mom wasn't like picky, but like 
she did say she would be there at six. And if you're calling, she picked up a shift the day that she's supposed to travel. I think she was supposed to be there no matter what. Like, I think that was just her shift and she's there longer than she needs to be. Yeah, I don't think she, quote, picked it up. I think she was scheduled. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But her mom's like, well, you're not going to be here. Like, you should have set that expectation up. Like, you know, mom was going to be like, you're going to you're going to ruin the day because you didn't you lied to us about when you had to work. Like, you could have just told us a week ago you had a shift. I, I just think it's hilarious anytime anyone says anyone is ruining Christmas and I used to count how early it would happen to me every year in retail because every year in retail dozens of people would tell me oh, I, I was ruining like in your family of course you'd hear no, no, this no. in retail no yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. this yeah dozens of people would tell me I was ruining their Christmas and the earliest it ever happened tomorrow November 12th on my birthday when I was working and someone shouted it into my face and I immediately posted it to Facebook I was like new record did you just shout back well it's my fucking birthday <laughs> no they were mad because <laughs> this is such, such a stupid we didn't have something in stock and they were like you're ruining Christmas and I was like you realize we get more deliveries between now and a month and a half from now, right? You are an adult who understands that trucks drive and they just walked out of the store. Because I was like, <laughs> what kind of ridiculous shit is this? Paige, if that was me, I'd own it. I'd come back a week later. And if you had it in stock, I'd bring it to the counter and be like, you saved Christmas. <laughs> I would have high-fived them. There's no way we wouldn't have been best friends after that, right? Uh, oh, I would have loved it. Because at that point, you owned that you were an asshole and made it like yes. a scene, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and here's the thing. If you're willing to be like, I was a total ass, I'm like, hey, you're human. It, it happens. But most people- Exactly. 99% of people don't. But- <laughs> Uh, my mom would never tell me I was ruining Christmas. My, I do have an aunt that one, my sister and I make fun of it all the time because one time we were at dinner at Christmas and her husband, my uncle, uh, made an off color joke and she just like slapped the table and was like, Mary and bright <laughs> and it's my faith my sister and i throughout this was years ago we will still every once in a while just catch each other's eye and be like Mary and bright i love that kind of family shit that's so <laughs> that is so funny whenever i see it on like a sweater and stuff i'm like should i buy it and wear it to dinner i don't think yes. she even remembers she did it this is like a trauma version of that that i have with my older brother once at i think it was thanksgiving my first stepdad that my mom eventually divorced because of things like i'm about to talk about he was literally like abusing my brother, like threw him down on the front lawn and was like yelling at him Jeez. so loud that the family lined up outside the front windows and were watching this. Brandon, my hero of an older brother, as like a fucking 12 year old, spit in his face. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. But I'm just like, go, Brandon. Yes. <laughs> no, it was amazing. And it was before they got married. Oh. It was amazing. I I just like wanted as like a as like an eight year old. I wanted to just like clap. I was it was amazing. So we we still talk about that to this day, and it was like forever ago. But it was our Mary and Bright. Mary and Bright, and she hit that T too. Bright. Wow. Oh yeah, and that was a callback to a conversation they had in the car about you can't be their Uncle Perv. 
Wait, what? what? Well, he said oh. some unoffcolor oh, yeah. joke. No, no, no. We were oh. at their house. Oh. <laughs> we, we, we were at their house, and they decorate beautifully. She's like, that. it is the most Christmas a house could Christmas. And they, they are very much Christmas people. They have very pretty Christmas things. She wants everything to be perfect. Uh, Merry and bright, you might say. Yeah, Merry and bright. And bright. <laughs> Sorry. It's still, she's, hey. Still love her, but that was wild. Oh, yeah. She clearly wants the best for you guys. She wants everything to be merry, merry and bright. And <laughs> I do think, yeah. listeners out there, you should turn to each other, turn to your loved ones even, and just aggressively whisper merry and bright to them during the season. Uh, my sister call it pageant dad voice. <laughs> that is perfect. That is perfect. Yes. You're going to go out there and you're going to fucking dance because you're a fucking winner. It's it's that same energy. <laughs> merry and bright. Uh, anyway, back to this movie. She in a moment, like literally in a second, steals the the antique gun that her boss has that was set up only moments before it's Chekhov's bluster blunderbuss but it is a Indian civil war where they like yes took back their independence from the British I don't even think it's a civil war but like you know they stopped being a colony in like 1850s right. or something like that so it's like an old ass pistol yeah it's very old it is a very old ass pistol but it's loaded with black powder yeah that it's or she figures out how to load it i don't know i do think it's funny that he's like we've got a gun <laughs> like and the, her boss is like i keep a gun under the counter and when you see it you're like hey you're gonna get robbed <laughs> like so at the end when the grandmother's holding it and he's like is he? Is she having Civil War flashbacks? Like, that's the kind of gun it looks like. Like, it looks yes. like a Civil War era pistol. Yes. Anyway, uh, the other thing, too, if you know, <laughs> if you listen carefully in this scene, they are playing Christmas carol, like instrumental versions of Christmas carols on sitar, and it fucking slaps. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where they got this Muzak CD of world Christmas music, but it slaps. <laughs> Anyway, she corners Mario Lopez by the bathrooms and forces him outside with the gun, which means that he's had to pee like this whole time. Yeah. And it's hours to the cabin. Hours. In my head canon, in my head canon, he peed when he passed out. Yeah. Oh, he definitely pissed himself when he hit his head. A hundred percent. He is sitting in a, a pool of his own filth this entire drive. Frozen piss. Gross. Frozen piss. <laughs> Just na the... Forbidden slushy? No, I'm so sorry. I'm so gone. Oh, just Dumb and Dumber style, Paige. I don't like it. I'm so sorry. Anyway, he slips. He's unconscious. She gets him into the car. She drives away. Yeah. He wakes up and she has like tied him up with her pantyhose and her scarf and has the gun on him and is just like, hey, glad you're awake. Uh, here's what's up. I'm taking you to my family's house. You're my boyfriend, Nick. I just need you, just, hey, for just like a couple days, please. Just a couple of days, just for Christmas. Yeah, just for Christmas. You didn't have any plans, did you? Yeah, right? You're not busy, right? Extremely attractive, successful looking man. And they, she makes some assumptions about him here where she's like, you're the VP of a thing because your dad, and it will prove to be untrue. But because he doesn't answer, she assumes it's true. Right. But the, her whole background story for him is, I think, pretty much the background story for her actual ex, Nick. Right. Yeah. 
a VP at a company his daddy owns, right? Sort of an elitist asshole who would definitely lie to you so he could dump it all on you one night and then leave you high and dry, like right when he's supposed to take you to Christmas. So like, whatever. Yeah, right when he's supposed to make you a sweet quesadilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quesadillas mm-hmm. is not a Christmas food, first off. Cheese is a very Christmas food. It is. And tortillas are delicious at any time of the year. Uh, Feliz Navidad, Mikey? Feliz Navimas. <laughs> I feel like that'd be just a terrible Taco Bell campaign. Where they're just like, we cut things into the shape of trees. Feliz Navimas. Uh, Great. Another reason to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I went the other night after recording. I was just like, Todd, Why? Why do you've infected me with the need, the hunger? I'm so sorry. For the bell, for the fourth meal. Y'all do go a lot. I mean, not all, like probably once a week. I literally this morning told Natalie. Is it because Crunchwrap Supremes are the, oh, you guys didn't go this morning? No, I literally told Natalie this morning that I was proud of myself for not going to Taco Bell last night because I wanted to after we recorded. I might go after we're done recording to see if I can still make it for breakfast because it's early enough my time because uh, steak, breakfast, crunch wrap. Mother of God. It's why is it so good? I mean, the Taco Bell is good. And I I, I just don't. uh, The other places have dropped the ball and Taco Bell has gotten better. You know what I'm saying? I I do love Taco Bell. They just get rid of everything I like all the time. So if like I identify something I like at Taco Bell, I can guarantee it's going to go away. But thankfully, they've made the grilled cheese steak burrito a staple on the menu. And love that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they stop for gas and he's doing the kidnapped person thing of like, okay, gas station, green sign, approximately this far off the highway. I was just like, oh, no. I mean, it's he's saying it aloud, though, like Liam Neeson's on speakerphone. Like, right. No one's coming for you, Mario Lopez. I have a specific set of skills and it involves hosting extra in the middle of a mall. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so she goes in to the gas station to pay for gas. And the gas station attendant starts hitting on her immediately because she seems to only be buying beef jerky and a giant thing of grain alcohol. And I was like, live your life, girl. I mean, she just kidnapped a man to pretend to be her boyfriend all week or all Christmas. Yeah. She's making bad decisions. Yeah. Yeah. This is the best decision she's made all day. Yeah. Yeah, She's processing. She's processing. But beef jerky is never a bad decision. No, b- beef jerky is always a great decision. I love, hold on. <laughs> Paige, do you have like pocket beef jerky? Oh my God. Wow. She in fact does have beef jerky okay. on her person right now. It's very early for that kind of mess for me. Yeah, that would give me heartburn, I think. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's we're gonna table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my god, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for Factor Meal on Romance of the Pod. Heck yeah. We're gonna table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I, and it was like $48. 
when it could have been way less with Factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And Factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef-ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used Factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with Factor, except for right now, because <laughs> Factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's code romancingthepod50 at factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy-to-use app. And they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, Factor Meals. <laughs> Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, so the guy is like, well, let me pump the gas for you, pretty lady. And then gets out there and sees that Mario Lopez is tied up. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, it's a sexy weekend. And he was like, oh, have some fuzzy handcuffs on the house. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I love when he comes back into the story later on, the gas station guy. Yes. Oh, so funny. So funny. She does accidentally let the gun go off right between his legs. But honestly, <laughs> a gun that old. He probably, even if she had like hit the target, he'd probably be fine. He'd be like, ow, it bruised like paintball. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let's unpack that. I definitely don't want to be shot with a paintball on the dick. So, um, oh, come on, Mikey, live a little. Pussy. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Literally blue balls because it's blue paint. Because yeah, it's all, or it's bruised. It'll be both if it's a paintball. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they get to the house and she runs in first to meet her parents and is like, hey, boyfriend's outside. Just so you know, he's doing this weird thing where he's really anxious and he claims that like I kidnapped him. And the fact that they're like, OK, and just go along with it and laugh into his face <laughs> is bonker. Oh, you mean exactly what your parents would do who are like former improv comedians themselves? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. would that 1, is, thousand percent. If you had brought Jake that first night you wanted a date with him and said, hey, He's trying out a new bit for his improv class. Just go along with it. They'd be like, I hope they get married. I love this guy so much. Um, so real story, that first dinner that we had with Jake. First of all, anytime my parents meet anyone, they're like, did they like us? Like, they, they want people to be comfortable or whatever. But that first night. But they're the best. Like, your parents are literally the best. The restaurant we were at also had a team building activity there at the same time. Hell yeah. And they were like one table over from us, but they were kind of walking around between the tables. And they all had name tags on their back of like characters that they were doing a game of like trying to like guess kind of like the office one where it's on your forehead and you're like who am i yeah well you can't see who your character is but everyone else can yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and uh there was a strong discussion at our table of how many of those we could steal off people's backs <laughs> and just have them and just sow confusion and then they're like where did it go and we just have like a whole handful of ones that are like peter pan <laughs> kung fu panda uh <laughs> so Anyway, her parent, her mom does tell her that her hair looks like a porn actress. And I was like, not really, but okay. <laughs> I mean, fine. Maybe a very specific type, but like, yeah, like from the 80s. 
I mean, there's something out there for everybody. Is all I'm saying. Like, it's yeah, like yeah. I I mean, I don't know what happens if you go on Pornhub and search bad perm, but like, it's probably not what you expect. I was about to say, like, I would be too afraid to search anything like that. Do you want me to see what comes? Don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. I badly want you to do it. Yes. All right. I'm not on my work computer. I'm on my podcast. Okay, computer, good. So. Don't share your screen though. Like, just keep it. Keep that to yourself. Oh no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm just no. Share share your screen. Jesus Christ, the front page. Uh, bad <laughs> perm. Share your screen. I uh, can't read the cap the <laughs> caption on the first one, um, but the second one just says, "I must take care of my stepsister. It goes bad." <laughs> <laughs> so predictable as always. Oh, uh, oh. Pornhub be doing it's a, a yeah no none of this has anything to do with perms. <laughs> well, what a fun experiment. I can't say I'm super shocked by those results. <laughs> Uh, the results might shock you. Uh, so. <laughs> they also might not. So, like, you know, clickbait or whatever. You never know. But she brings him inside, and he's just like, help, I've been kidnapped. And they're just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. okay, we're going to need an occupation and a vegetable. It's 1,000% what your parents would do when you know it, Paige. <laughs> and honestly... That's why I love them. I don't. Should I call them and see? No. They're probably awake. No, no, no. <laughs> Here, I'll text and I'll see if they respond. Just so we can keep it. Because we are moving along. In truth, there is not a lot to this movie. No, there is not. Mom, Dad, if I brought someone home. Can you and wait, Paige? They are you doing like were, a group text? Yes. Add Mikey and I to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to add my sister also? Yeah. Okay. Man. Dad, Erad is rad. Todd, Mikey. Okay. Did I had kidnapped them? Would you go along with it? Sent. Asking for a holiday and handcuffs. No, I'm not going to tell them what we're asking about. I want raw, unfiltered data. <laughs> okay. Let's see how that turns out. Mysteries. Okay. So they go along with it. He's like, oh, no. But this is also where we find out because Melissa Joan Hart pulls her mom aside and is like, I want to be key master this year. So we find out that her mom literally traps everyone in the house, including grandma, that she's like, she's freakishly strong. <laughs> what did you add? Oh, you titled it as if you were part of the family? Loser. Oh, boy. So the reason I had Your you- Your paperwork is still pending. <laughs> the reason I had you add Mikey and I is so I could change the name to, you know, your parents' family name, you know, and like the no. family. Yeah. Also, please bleep my real last name. That's what I was, yeah, that's why I said the family name. Yeah, I'll, yeah, bleep, yeah. I'll bleep it. I want to point out that they just responded to Paige's text- and I believe this is your sister because I don't have her number saved. It says hundred percent, like ride or die. And yes, yes, or yes, and yes, and because it's improv. Just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundreds, ride or die. Yes, and I also want to point out that Mikey just changed the name of the group to the family name <laughs> and then in parentheses, except Todd, and wow, except that's Todd. hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> and I, made, I put a photo for the group. Yes, you did. I saw it. That's a very cute Christmas tree, and I like it's it. I like it a lot. For this episode, yes. Oh, Anyway, so 
she now has all the keys and all the phones so he can't get to any of them great uh so he asks the dad he's like hey i just need to use the phone he's like yeah there are no phones here <laughs> they're not your family dad. <laughs> sorry i just text this is perfect thank you so much family uh. <laughs> there's no phones here and so he's like well crap uh okay like what am I going to do? So he kind of gives up for a second, but he's trying to figure people out, right? Right. I mean, they are, he is sort of trapped. They are 20 miles from anything. It's like too far to walk, right? Yes. And there's no like landline phone. It's all cell phones, right? Right, 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 right. It's all cell phone. Mm -hmm. So her brother and sister show up uh, without significant others, just the two of them. Right. And she has not had the chance to prime them, but he's just like, I'm not her boyfriend. She kidnapped me. She's fucking crazy. And they're like, I know, right? And they just keep going. They like don't even. Like, uh, she is like that. <laughs> she is like that. I do love that her brother and sister just like yes and the bit immediately with no context. Immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Just now they're like, she do be crazy. But they start assigning bedrooms. And I love that she's like, I'm 27. We're going to sleep in the same room. And her mom is just like, oh, Okay, but then it turns out to be bunk beds. It's, I know. It's like the SNL video of, like, let's do it in the twin bed while they're home for the holidays. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I have lived that. Todd, so I required get it. Villain I get it. viewing. I will send it to you. <laughs> anyway, so he makes a run for it, and he gets out, and he's, like, yelling, nobody's there, and he just starts walking, and she just pulls up behind him in the car and is like, You've been walking for like an hour and it's, <laughs> you know, super cold or 20 miles. Do you, let's just go back and have hot chocolate. Yeah, this is the this is the scene it opened up on. Right. Right. We cut to the house. They sleep and, and they do have a really kind of funny like back and forth in the bunk beds where he's like, get used to the bunk beds because you'll have them in jail. Yes. You're just like, yeah, like, damn. But also he's been kidnapped. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's not he's not in a good spot emotionally. Not in a good spot emotionally. We cut to the next morning where she still has her cell phone and her friend calls and is just like, hey, what happened yesterday? You just kind of bailed. And she's like, yeah, so I had a bit of a nervous breakdown and I kidnapped a guy. And she's like, you've got to let him go right now. And she's like, no, 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 no. Just we'll get through Christmas. It'll be fun. Yeah. No, my kidnapping plan's definitely going to work. Yes. Uh, but meanwhile. Wait, I have a question. Sure. Yeah. I'm so sorry. If they cross state lines, is he being trafficked? Yes. yes. Okay. But they didn't. They're, they are still in the same state. They're in upstate New York. Okay. Okay. I guess. Good. I guess. I don't know. It's still bad. I like they're like, good. But, you know, he didn't press charges, so it's fine. <laughs> that, well, and that's why I asked, because I do think there are, like, laws that if you break, it doesn't matter if the person presses charges or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wonder if trafficking is one of those laws. It, again, if he says that he was going of his own free will. Sure, sure, sure. Then it wouldn't be trafficking. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Know, still. Anyway, so she you know, hangs up her phone and he rats her out and is like, she has a phone. So her mom like was like, hey, get rid of the phone. You're the key master. And so they fight over the phone. She smashes her own phone with a potato masher. Crazy. You know, like you do. And when she says potato masher, she does not mean a German grenade, Mikey. Oh, uh. also, it's not a potato masher. It's a meat tenderizer. I'm sorry. My notes are bad. Got it. Got it. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Like a grenade. Yeah. It's a meat tenderizer. I Yeah. Meat tenderizer. They left me in the tent trenches. Taking potato matches. Yeah. But also, how 
fun would it be to smash a phone with a meat tenderizer? Oh, I would do it. Right? Fully. Doesn't it make you want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, to someone else's phone. Or an old phone that I might have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, they get him new clothes. They are not attractive. It's it's very wild plaid pants and a polo. Oh, oh my mom just said she's confused. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, dig deeper. Um, would you be my alibi? Wink. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I hope the FBI never finds that text thread. <laughs> Don't kidnap anybody. She said, oh, by the way, uh, mom just said, I'm sure. See? Ride or die. Yikes. Hell yeah. Ride or die, mom. Yes, Let's go. And <laughs> uh, they have to go get uh, extra virgin olive oil. And so Mario Lopez volunteers to go thinking that this is his chance to escape. But he ends up going with the dad. But I would still think because the dad doesn't know he's actually kidnapped. Right. Right. So I would still think if I was Mario Lopez, like, oh, I'm home free. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah. All I got to do is get somewhere where someone's not thinking that this is a bit and I'll be safe. Right. right? <laughs> so they get to that same gas station. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He takes him to the exact same gas station slash sex shop that they went to the, on the way up here. <laughs> Extremely well stocked gas station that has gourmet foods like extra virgin olive oil, but also novelty sex toys yeah you know like a rural gas station it's pretty much a cracker barrel with gas yeah guys they also sell chicken on a stick <laughs> oh yeah. my god what kind of sex toys would cracker barrel sell kazoos page <laughs> slide whistles <laughs> that vibrate i can never find the spot to solve this peg problem you know <laughs> i've only gotten down to, to two and it it haunts me um, on your pyramid golf tee game? Yeah. yeah. My sister has asked for corn dogs as payment. And I'm going to say a whole sled team of corn dogs. I feel like corn dog is by far superior to hot dog. No, I, I'm personally a hot dog person. Although nothing beats a really good corn dog, like Disneyland level corn dog. I know. The ones that scream when you bite into them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the corn scream. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> So they go into the store and Mario Lopez is like, I've been kidnapped. And he's just like, oh, by a sexy lady who's real bad. <laughs> he's just like, no, for real. And he's like, OK, I'm not part of your role playing. Thank you. And if you were wondering where they found an old man to pretend to be this character for this movie, that's what I aspire to one day. Like, I want to be that old man. It's just somebody's uncle that I was like, I've got the perfect person. Yeah, that dude is. So funny in this movie. And he's in this movie for literally like three minutes of screen time. And he's one of my favorite characters. Hell yeah. So <laughs> they, he he doesn't he doesn't get to safety. Uh, he ends up back in the car. They go back to the house and he's like, oh, shit. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. But he does rip his pants and he goes to change and realizes that the brother has a phone because the brother is just like, Hey, I've got clothes you can use. He sees the phone. I'm sure the brother was talking to his boyfriend, probably. That's probably why he had the phone. Yeah. But he steals it and call, is about to call his girlfriend. But grandma shows up and is like, I need to get in the bathroom. And grandma's a whole lot. I love her. She's a lot. Well, I mean, he does call his girlfriend. This is where he tells her he's been kidnapped. He does call the girlfriend. Yeah. But I mean, he does have to cut it short because Melissa Joan Hart comes up and is like, wait, is he in there on the phone? And she starts beating on the door. She tries to pick the lock with a comb. And I'm like, girl, that's not strong enough. Oh, yeah. 
He eventually does hang up and come out, though, because that's what a kidnapped victim would do when they have access to a phone. Yeah, well, because he does call. Yes. But why doesn't he call 911? Like, he calls his fiance, but he should call the police. Yeah, I don't know why. He, he should call the police. That was... In my brain, I was like, what numbers does he remember? But 911 is <laughs> a really easy one. Yeah, it's one you might never forget, Paige. Never forget. Do you know when you, like, go out one night, you're like, yeah, I'll have one drink. And then, like, stuff starts happening, and you're like, I'm just going to see where this all goes. Like, I think this was his, like, holiday version of that, where he was like, you know, let's see what happens with all this. Mikey, one of my, some of my best nights have started off and ended exactly that way. Like, let's just see where this night goes. Yeah. And then you end up at, like, Waffle House with, like, a blue hat at, like, four in the morning, and you're like, what, how did I get here? As a woman who fears for my safety, no. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, so... He makes the call. He calls his girlfriend and he's like, you need to go to the police. Tell them I've been kidnapped, all this stuff. And she's just like, okay. So he has managed to get a call out. She should have been like, why can't you call the police? Yeah. Because she does seem like the kind of person who would say that to someone who called them needing help. Yeah, like, for sure. His fiance is, well, not quite fiance, but girlfriend. The person he was going to propose to at the beginning Seems like a terrible rich person. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's rude to one waitress, so her fiance should be kidnapped at gunpoint. Well, no, but here, here's what I will say. But that's what the movie shows of like, she's a yes. dick. Yes. So yeah, her fiance deserved to be kidnapped. And I love stuff like that because it's so <laughs> not the same. <laughs> here's a practical application that might factor in because he is hours away he should call 911 100% because 911 is localized. So if she calls 911, they're going to have to transfer and it's a whole thing. I had to call 911 for some, my parents were out of state one time and tried to call 911 for me. And then I had to then call yeah. because you need the local. So like that is probably why she should not call 911, but there's no reason why he shouldn't, which is a gaping plot hole. Uh, I agree. He's into it. Yeah. He's he I don't I think he was a I don't want to say foster child or adopted. I just don't think he has a good family relationship at home. You never see about his family. So he really likes this classic Christmas tradition. Uh, we do learn about his family, though. His parents died. He lived with his grandma growing up. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I think he longs for something that Melissa Joan Hart has. Yeah. Yes. He wants this. He wants this like classic family Christmas. Even if he was forced to be there, he's like, you know what? This is what I want. She's like really touched upon his issues yeah. here in a way that is not healthy, but like, you know, it exists. Anyway, so he comes out of the bathroom to basically be like, OK, until the police get here, I'm going to be the model boyfriend because it'll be like for spite reasons. It'll be more fun for me to see this really, really collapse into something awful. And I know what you're thinking. Todd, did you start to enjoy the movie a lot more when he started to, like, spite date her? Yes, I did. Yeah, talking petty, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I loved it. I was like, I get this. I understand why he's doing this. But as he's doing this, we get, and we can kind of scooch through this because it's like multiple scenes of her family just treating her like shit. Yeah, they're pretty trash to her, honestly. Yes, they're they're full trash. And he's just like, oh, I'm the perfect one. Ha ha ha. And it's really, it's, I, I do think that his character is getting a front row seat to like, oh, wow. Like, this is why she, like, this is what pushed her to this point. Yeah. They are hot, hot trash to her. Can you imagine how bad a family would have to be that like, 
you you kidnap someone to pretend to be your significant other and when they meet your family they're like fuck i get it yeah like jesus like they instantly become on your side like you would have to have a very trash family for that yeah i've had a trash family before it's fun <laughs> well and and she does very quickly get to the heart of like they like you more than they like me and i'm their family like it's really sad and the whole thing comes to a head where they ask him to read the night before Christmas. And he's just like, oh, shit. Like, well, they've known her for 30 years. He's new. Like, that excitement's normal. I know. Exactly. Hasn't everybody felt that your family has liked your significant other more than them when you brought them home for a holiday? Literally every significant other I brought home. Yes, Mikey. And honestly, most of them were pretty trash. I know. It's, it's honestly, it's just the excitement. My family's like old and busted. Yeah, new, new, and new hotness. <laughs> I, I do. And I know I've said this on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure. But the first time I brought Jake to our family ornament exchange, this is like a huge deal in our family. One of my aunts just said, where's the lumberjack? So like, you know, they were excited Clearly. To, to meet him. But I get that, as was I when I first met him in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you smell of cedar and promise. <laughs> <laughs> you smell like safety. <laughs> <laughs> so they, after the story and everything, they sit down to write letters to Santa and leave cookies out for Santa, which is why we need to talk about who's a dunker, who's a twister. Okay, so... I'm both. Every girl's different, so like I just like do I ask what they prefer. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, like I can totally go both ways. Sometimes I want a soggy Oreo. Sometimes I want to like cookie and then you know filling. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. So yeah, it it, it, it the same. I will dunk an Oreo in milk. I don't buy a ton of milk for my house though, so same. I, I I can do the twist too. But then sometimes I just raw dog and eat that Oreo. Hell yeah. Mikey, have you ever dunked a Oreo in eggnog? Oh, that okay. Hold on. An Oreo and eggnog. Uh, yeah. I have not. Uh, generally, because an eggnog would be served with Christmas. I have dipped a Christmas cookie into eggnog. Snickerdoodles and eggnog is that's the business. I have some mint Oreos that I want desperately to put in some eggnog. Wow, Paige. I don't think Paige's family has texted people in days because this is this is <laughs> our phones are blowing up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess who regrets being put on the family chain? Wow. <laughs> you started you started a yes and time for me to leave the chat. Time for me to leave the chat here. <laughs> you you started a yes and that you could not complete. No, I'm here for it. I love it. Jake and my dad have their own Christmas tradition of there's a a dairy in town like a little creamery that makes eggnog soft serve around the holidays and jake and my dad go get eggnog soft serve and they love it i would and like multiple times around christmas i'll go like run an errand or something and come back and they're just eating eggnog <laughs> soft serve they just like sneak off together and go get it i'd be livid if that was me though i'd be like where's my eggnog soft serve <laughs> i i am not a huge eggnog fan i pick my spots sure it's not my favorite flavor either, but it's the holidays. Come on. Let's get diabetes. There you go. Uh, for dunking versus twisting, I'm a twister. Okay. Okay. Because I like the filling. Listen, I like Bill Pullman too. I get it. Oh, yeah. I like the filling in Oreos better than the cookies. I like the cookies better than the filling. Interesting. Mm, there you go. I like them both. I like the mix of both, guys. I just like, I like both. Yeah. Anyway, but as they're writing out their lists for Santa, this is where they, they kind of have a moment of like, you know, admitting that she's like, I just wish I could stop disappointing my parents. And he's just like, oh, yikes. Like, this is fucking bad. And this is where she tells him the figure skating story of like, the last time I felt like I had a good Christmas, it was 10 
and this figure skating skating thing got canceled, but they went out of their way to make a way for me to do it at home. And it was very, very special. Uh, and it felt like they had kind of done it for me. And I do think the line that Mario Lopez has here, I think is perfect. And it's just, I think parents want the best for their kids, but sometimes they don't know what that is. Yeah. Which is like, I, I feel like almost every single parent on earth yeah, and child probably relates to that to some degree. I mean, I, Hey, there are shitty parents out there. I'm not saying they're not, but like, I feel like a lot of the time parents want the best and they may not understand what the best is. Completely agree, Paige. Yeah. They're doing, they're literally doing the best. Yeah. Now, I mean, like you said, there are some legit trash parents out there that aren't, but I think most parents are just trying their best and they're, they're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the police station, uh, they're having their Christmas party. And so literally none of them are listening. And the the girlfriend, Jessica, shows up and is like, hello, I need to report a kidnapping commercial break. I know. I think it's funny, though, that they like try and make her out to be a bad person. But like, I would be pissed if I was going to like the police station to get help because my girlfriend had been kidnapped and no one was listening to me. This is the only acceptable <laughs> trash thing she does. But she was rude to a waiter, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, Mikey. So fuck her. <laughs> yeah, she deserves it, yeah. Yeah, anyway, her mom the next day, grandma's already drinking Bloody Marys in the morning because grandma fucks. Yeah. And then she, her mom assigns everyone else like stuff to do, but then tells them like hey there's some jackets outside go outside and have fun which i think is the mom's way of like i want this to work so i'm trying to facilitate it working yes but this is so they can get like a hockey meet cute and a walk and stuff yeah and we find out that he is the ultimate rom-com job yep an architect ding 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 yeah, ding yeah, ding yeah, ding yeah, ding the ultimate rom-com job is writer that's true it's it's always columnist and architect <laughs> <laughs> i'm a writer or painter painter is also one well and she's a painter like that is and what she does painter no one's ever just like, I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. I work for the bank in data analytics. <laughs> anyway, uh, she finds out that he grew up poor, which and is also an orphan, uh, which she's just like, yay, a Christmas orphan for me. Yeah, which Mikey's soccer team kept yelling at him. Yeah. They're so mean. <laughs> They're so mean. Uh, we cut to them. They've been through a lot. It's fine. They played chess. And she makes a mistake and asks to have like a mulligan. And he's like, no, you made a mistake. And she's like, but what if I made a mistake and I immediately knew it was wrong, but I can't take it back once it's already done. And I'm sorry. Which is basically her being like, I know that I kidnapped you. I'm so sorry about that. It's still a half-ass apology about kidnapping somebody. Yeah. If she's going to do a plea agreement, that's not what it should say. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> but I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Listen, Judge, this one was a big oopsie from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a record. So, like, you know, is it that bad? Hear me out. I'm in Twin Flames, and I'm pretty sure that he's my Twin Flame. And so it's not stalking Holy because shit. we're destined to be together. I legit was waiting for a time to bring up Twin Flames. <laughs> I am not even joking. <laughs> I finished it yesterday and I have so much to talk about. The podcast is better. The podcast goes into way more detail about there was like a, a limited series podcast about the group. 
Um, but yeah, wild. Amazing. I loved it. Guys, watch the Twin Flame, Escaping Twin Flames on Netflix. <laughs> escaping, twi- escaping Twin Flames. You get to watch a douchebag and his wife verbally abuse disenfranchised people for three full episodes. I mean, like, she is also bad because she's complicit, but he's the fucking worst. I know. He's a trash human. Yep. Anyway. They come downstairs and uh, end up under the mistletoe, so they have a real chaste kiss here. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it is forced by her brother and mom. Like, they're like, come on. Yeah. It's the mistletoe. And you're like, okay, whatever. We cut to the diner where the girlfriend is like, this is the scene of the crime. And they come in and the owner's like, I don't know anything about this. Please don't shut down my business. Yeah. But they basically send her the way of the other waitress. We cut back to the Christmas house where it's 4 p.m. They're supposed to be opening presents. And the mom is just folding laundry. And this is the strangest, most uncomfortable scene in this film. Oh, you mean where the mom having lived with her, quote, true flame for like 40 years or 30 years, she's realizing that that like is a mistake. Yeah. And then makes it Melissa Joan Hart's problem. Here's the thing. I don't know that it's a mistake, but I would say that they don't have healthy communication patterns in their relationship and that has contributed to resentment. That's actually true. And I do think the way at least it seems at the end of this, after a month or two of intensive, what I'm assuming is intensive therapy, they seem pretty happy at the end of the movie. Yeah. And yo, I learned tons in couples counseling. It's great. Everyone should do it. Well, and and in this scene, so the mom is like folding laundry and then she gets into this weird, like, have you had sex with more than one person? I was just like, so are they going to be swingers at the end of this movie? (laughs) Because that's what usually happens when this this conversation comes up. Paige, at the end of this movie, I fully thought we were going to meet her parents and another gentleman who was also <laughs> dating the mom. Yes, they, they were now in some sort of polycule triad. Yes. yes, 100%. But only because of this conversation, because it is that kind of uncomfortable, you know? Yes. Anyway, they they go to open presents, and they are terrible at presents. Oh, they are. For a family that takes Christmas so seriously, they're the worst at presents. It's like they thought of every detail, but were like, presents aren't important. Yeah, why is that? We don't have to be thoughtful. But then just don't do them. Like, like, here's the thing. You don't need to. Presents are optional. Yeah, like rent a cabin as a group. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the one part of Christmas that I think is aggressively optional is presents. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I do understand, like, the what, what Mario Lopez gets. Like, they don't know, quote, Nick, right? Right. So, like, okay. But they do get all of their kids, like, gifts that, like, I think are honestly a little hurtful like they give melissa joan hart that like briefcase kind of a thing for that job she was supposed to get yeah to like rub it in for that job interview yeah that they know she didn't get so you just hide it in a closet or something and don't give it to her like come on the one gift i thought was really sweet was when melissa joan hart and the mom put holiday and handcuffs in their brother in her brother's stocking just so he would feel comfortable. That's they're good at gifts. Yeah, they're that's good. That's what I'm saying. That's the one I liked. Yeah, it was just a stocking stuffer. It was just a stocking stuffer. Anyway, so Mario Lopez senses that it's super super hurtful, right? The whole briefcase. It thing. is. So he proposes to be just like, oh yeah, well she is linked to a man and therefore worthy in your eyes, in your heteronormative cisgender eyes. You're saying that like you're joking. <laughs> I mean, I, re- I understand what you're doing, but like that is how they react. They are like, 
Oh, thank fuck. Because like the dad firmly is like, you've got to get a real job because listen, you are not able to pay your bills and I can't do it anymore. So like in his mind, it's very much like a, oh great, this successful man's going to take care of my daughter. But here's the thing. We don't even technically know if he is paying her bills because she has a job. Like sure, she's struggling and poor, but at no point is it established that they're paying her bills. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm saying that it's shitty, Paige. Like I'm not justifying the dad's behavior at all. Super shitty. And it's like proposal, commercial break. I know. (laughs) But at this point, I still thought he was doing this out of spite right no i think this is him throwing her a lifeline of like hey at least for the last next few hours it doesn't suck and people are happy and nice to you which is sad that that's what would make people nice to you but it fully would in this family and i guess this is just like stockholm syndrome setting in on mario lopez a hundred percent yeah yeah she gave him a library and that library was hockey anyway (laughs) yeah but also he's seen her paintings i like her paintings uh and he's like her paintings are actually good yeah they're not bad yeah but at this point the mom is like oh my god i'm so excited i can't wait to plan because of course the mom is like this wedding is about me of course but she's like meet back at the dining room at seven for dinner and this is where she's like, thank you. And he's like, it's don't mention it. Your paintings are really good. Like, yeah, you know, I saw them. Well, because and they had bonded over like the type of painting that she does. He's also a fan of, you know. Yeah. And they sort of bonded over that when they were spending that time outside together or whatever, you know. Yeah. And she now with the ring is like, oh, God, you were going to ask your girlfriend at Christmas. to, ma- And I fucked all of that up, basically. Like, yeah. And, and she just says, like, just hang in there through dinner and I will take you anywhere you want to go. Like, please. Thank you. Which I think is her accepting her fate of, like, going to jail because yeah. he does not say he's going to keep it a secret or anything. No. Which I would fully lie about to get out of the situation. You know what I'm saying? Being like, oh, I won't yeah. tell anybody. No, this was fine. It was fun. I loved it. Had a blast. Your family's great. We should hang out next Christmas and then go immediately to the cops. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thank you for this experience. Thank you for your time. I learned so much. Wow, what a great family. I'm definitely going to give you your Christmas bonus. I'm so glad your brother-in-law kidnapped me from my house. Yes. So we cut to Melissa Joan Hart goes to take out the trash. Her brother's drinking in the garage. And this is where her brother admits that he and his girlfriend broke up six months ago and he's been dating a man named Ryan ever since, but he hasn't had the courage to tell the family yet or he hasn't felt safe to tell the family yet. Let's put it that way. It's not really a bravery thing. It's a feeling comfortable and safe thing. Which, okay, this is going to sound like I'm blaming the mom, but like the mom is a lot. She plans a lot. Like he might incorrectly even, because I think she handles it great when he does tell him, but I think he might be like, oh, God, this might ruin her picture perfect, in quotes, family, right? Right. And I don't want to be the cause of that. I do think the mom handles it great when he actually does come out. But I I, I would understand him having that fear. I, I do think it is a little callous sometimes to be like, we knew, instead of just like, hey, thank you for telling me. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a simple shift. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but yeah. But she he wants to tell everyone during dinner the perfect time and she's like oh god out of your mind but i think yeah get everyone out of the way at once but inside mario lopez has found the keys because grandma found them and she's going to drunk drive through the snow and he's like i've got to stop this so he 
gets in the car with her. She does crash the car and he helps her inside. And he doesn't. Now he has the keys and the phones and he still doesn't escape because Stockholm Syndrome has set in. Because it's real, guys. It's a real thing. It's because his parents died and he really wanted this growing up and like he's getting it. And his girlfriend only has snooty family and they don't they're not big Christmas people. Oh, yeah. We didn't really go over this, but when he called, tried to call his girlfriend, he ended up calling her house and her mom is just aggressively mean to the woman that works in their home. Maria. Maria, yeah. And she just kind of like slowly moves her drink further and further away so she falls out of her lounge chair. Maria's my favorite. Maria might be my favorite yeah. character. No, fully, Paige. At the end of this movie, when she's like trying on wedding dresses or whatever, and they're like, Maria, bring the other dresses. <laughs> and she is outside smoking in a jacket, but like wearing a wedding dress and the veil. Like, yes. I loved it. Oh, I love it. She's amazing. So good. But... We cut to the police have arrived at the other waitress's house and and she's just like, I hey, she was having a bad day. And they were like, this is you're an accessory. This is obstruction. She's like, "Okay, fine. (laughs) She went to this place. Yeah. But back at the house, uh, Melissa Joan Hart walks in on Mario Lopez shirtless. Yeah. Not just shirtless, like in a towel. The implication is that he has only a towel on. Yeah. Which like, all right. Oh, yeah. Like, I get it. I get why, you know, she's into it. Oh, of course. Anyway. He gets dressed and comes and finds her after and is like, I didn't mean to scare you off. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. He's like, you look great, but I want to show you something. This is where he takes her out to the gazebo and allegedly has done all the lights so she can do her figure skating routine. But I agree with you, Todd. I think he just found the switches. Because he very clearly is flicking switches there, right? Yeah. Like, I do think whoever owns this Airbnb cabin 20 miles away from everywhere, right? So, like, the Dahmer family who owns this cabin, like, set that up. Like, that's something that they have set up and they've told you about and like you can just flick them on. Yeah. But they eventually go back in for dinner and dinner is off to a weird start. Mom's not making a toast and the brother and sister decide they both have news. So the sister's like, I dropped out of law school. I spent the tuition on a down payment on a Pilates studio in California, which like it is a saturated market. But if she's really good at it, she could be a successful business owner. So who knows? Was it a saturated market in 2006, though? She might have been getting in early. No, she's she's early adopter at that point. Yeah. And it depends on where in California she purchased that, that property. But anyway. I think it's that town from Halloween 3. Yeah, Santa Mira. But <laughs> her dad is like, no, go back to law school. She's like, nah, no. And then the brother is like, I'm gay. And he does a spit take. The mom laughs and is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, duh. So the grandmother does a spit take. That's what it is. She's yeah. not drinking at the time. Yeah. And it is the funniest quick cut I've ever seen in my life. Because she <laughs> yes. literally makes the sound, is like leaning forward, but there's no spit and or liquid coming out of her mouth at all. It's very funny. <laughs> it is very funny. But then the mom is just like, by the way, I hate you <laughs> to the dad. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, this got intense fast. Yes. They're both sort of saying it to each other, the mom and dad. Like, yes. they're sort of blaming each other for each other's happiness which is what you do when you don't communicate and just get bitter yes yeah uh but she also claims that she has to picture clint eastwood for annual birthday sex i was like first of all sex only once a year hard pass that sounds terrible right <laughs> secondly clint eastwood like well, okay. i guess maybe young clint eastwood this i had this conversation with natalie because yeah, 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 young yeah. clint eastwood that makes sense but she clearly says Clint Eastwood, which I have to assume is current day 
leather bag Clint Eastwood. Well, this is 20 years ago. He was a leather bag 20 years ago. He was. He's well, he's like in his 90s now. But this is like Bridges of Madison County Clint Eastwood. That was 90s Clint Eastwood. This is 10 years after that. Yeah. What year did this come out? 2002, though, I thought, right? No. 2006. Yeah, 2006. But that lady was in her prime when Madison County came out. So that's it. Yeah. That's no, fair. That's Mikey, fair. I do think she's thinking of young Clint Eastwood because I've seen his son. Well, Madison County is not young Clint Eastwood. Like, Dirty Harry is like young Clint yeah, Eastwood. True. Yeah. yeah. This is like when I go back and watch episodes of The Tudors. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Yeah, there you go. I get that. Yeah. Although, The Witcher, though. Anyway, so as this is all happening, the cops show up. And the jig is up. He has been kidnapped. His name is not Nick. I love that the cops run in and like <laughs> guns drawn. And then the grandmother comes over with that pistol, the Indian Revolution pistol. Because grandma and Nick have made a connection, even though his name is not Nick and he is not her boyfriend. But he right. and grandma, they tight. Oh, I do think they go down as like very good friends for the rest of grandma's life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, that, this is when the cop is like, is she like having Civil War flashbacks? Which I thought was a great, great line. Hilarious. Yes, good line. And she just goes, I was on Broadway once, which is like one of her four lines in the movie that she repeats multiple times. Love it. Yeah. I thought it was very funny when um, Nick or Mario Lopez comes over to like get the gun. He's like, give me that. Like, yeah. so like the cops don't shoot her or whatever. Right. And she was also holding the number one grandmother mug. Yes. And I wanted her to be like, oh yeah, thank you. And hand the mug to him and then two hands <laughs> on the pistol. Be, this is pure vodka. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we cut to them in a holding cell and a policeman comes up and is like, hey, they didn't press charges. You're all free to go. Except for, and he calls her Grambo. Yeah. Because <laughs> she technically threatened an officer with a loaded pistol. Yeah, she held them at gunpoint. Yeah, she pulled a gun on cops. Yeah, but... Uh, they go and, and she gets her stuff back, including the engagement ring, which is his. So she leaves the jail. He's waiting outside. Yeah. And she's like, thank you for not pressing charges. And he's like, yeah, is everyone OK? And she's like, well, they're mad at me. But yes, here's the ring. And he starts to say this whole situation is confusing, which I think was the start of like, I think I have feelings for you and I don't know what to do about that. Uh, and, you know, Stockholm Syndrome. But yeah, right. Who should show up? But. His fiance, who's just like, you have some nerve, you evil bitch. And she's just like, okay, all right, well, uh, take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but again, she's a villain. Like, she has to be a villain in this movie so we don't feel bad for her. Which is hard. It's hard. Yeah, essentially, her, her soon-to-be fiance got kidnapped and then, like, Stockholm Syndrome into falling in love with somebody else. So, yeah, she's having a rough go of it, too. So she has to be, like, a terrible person for us to be okay with it. But you guys remember... Like an hour and a half ago, she was borderline rude to a waitress. Oh, yeah. So, like, did she really... So, she deserves all of she this. She had all of this coming. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't know this was sarcasm, I'd be like, you have really, like, bad should have worked in service industry energy right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it is Valentine's Day. We cut ahead to Valentine's Day. And Melissa Joan Hart sitting in the diner, not working, just sitting. And this is where she gets the like soup with naan and a burger. Yeah. Uh, but she sees their engagement announcement and she's like, well, bummer, you know? Yeah. But we cut to 
their house where she's wedding planning and he's clearly like not on board and she's like choosing a font. I can't believe she's still choosing her dress at this point when she's going through place settings. The only thing I can assume is that she purchased multiple dresses and is choosing because you have to buy your wedding dress months in advance. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. And largely because like I think she's like rushing the wedding. Like, yeah, yeah. like it seemed like she wants to get married immediately. And I'm not saying that at the end of this movie, he leaves his future baby mama to be with Melissa Joan Hart. But that is what happens. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, <laughs> he asks, like, do you ever have any doubts? Like, you could be with anybody. Why me? And she's like, well, we make sense. And our life would be like a fairy tale wedding and a fairy tale life. And I think he realizes he's like, it's not me at all. It's it's the appearance of me. Yeah, he's like, I don't want this life. Yeah. But I can get why if you were like raised familyless and poor, like... Someone who has sort of a trash family, but is super rich and like you're into on like a sexual and like I can hang out with this person level. I can see why that would be like the safe choice for you. Right. Yeah. 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 But like they didn't have any like garland up. They had no Christmas lights. They didn't have any Christmas music playing. You know? Yeah, I want to be honest with you. If I go to someone's parents house and they don't have like Christmassy vibes during Christmas, that's a red flag. Yeah. Well, just because it doesn't jive with my belief system, same, which is cookie-based. That sounds delicious. Anyway, we do get a, just an aside from Maria that's just, I hate my life. And I was like, run, Maria! Take the dress and run! Well, so Mario Lopez has this realization that he doesn't want this life while talking to Maria. And I think that's yeah. so funny. Who is like fully decked out in a wedding dress, wearing a coat, smoking outside. And Mario Lopez is like, they're trash, right? And she's like, yes, they're trash. They're horrible. But we cut to Melissa Joan Hart in her own apartment where she has a bunch of her paintings on easels displayed like a gallery in her own home. That's kind of fun. <laughs> Have you never been to Andrea's place? It's just like that. It's not. I know. <laughs> they are on the walls, but usually like spaced out for like this one for this gallery opening, this one for this thing. Yeah. There's like planning and intention. It's not just like they're hanging out. Right. Like she's working on all of them at once. Yes, exactly. But she gets a letter that says she's been accepted to a gallery, which is great. She talks to her brother. He's going to go with her. We get to the art gallery because literally at this point, there's four minutes left in the film. I know. And like literally every plot is still open. Yes. <laughs> uh, and her, her, she painted like the gazebo with the lights and skating. And it's very Van Gogh. It's, it's very much of the time. I don't think this painting would do as well now. But at the time, there was a lot of stuff like this. I actually think I saw exactly this painting at the hotel I was at for my last conference. That doesn't surprise me at all. Hotel art is like 20 years behind us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she had told her brother her, she didn't want her family there, but he brought them anyway. And they're just like, hey, we apologize. We are learning to communicate better. We've been in therapy. We met our third. This is... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is Jarnathorn, and uh, he's going to be our third. Anyway, so... Jarnathorn the Impaler. Yeah. Or what was... Barnathan. <laughs> Barnathan, yeah. Barnathan. But uh, it just shows that, like, hey, you know, brother is feels comfortable to introduce his boyfriend to the family. Mom and dad have been in therapy and are doing better. And the sister is there. Like, we don't really get, like, the Pilates studio is a success. Yeah. But, like, you assume it is. She doesn't have a big plot. Yeah. Yeah, she's just there. She stole thousands and thousands of her parents' money to, like, open a business. And I think, like, good for her. Yeah. Follow your bliss. And when her mom says that, like, the corrosive nature of silence, I was like, you should pay your therapist because you stole their line. Uh, <laughs> but... 
she sells the painting but what's really and people might not know this that's not how art galleries work if you buy a painting it stays in the gallery until the show closes and then you get your painting they don't just take it off the wall which could be like days or even like weeks months yeah it could be a while before you get it yeah because i have i have a piece that was in a show because it was a portrait of me oh the one andrea did yes yeah it's awesome yeah months months because the show was open for a couple months and then they like take it down they make sure that it hasn't been damaged and then they send it to you yeah checks out anyway so She's leaving the gallery and gets kidnapped because payback is a bitch. And it's Mario Lopez. I love that, though. I was like, hell yeah, Mario. Yeah, fair is fair. Yeah. Uh, he kidnaps her to his new gallery. Which is also his architectural office. Like, he sets out a shingle, as it were. But it's also for her. Like, yeah. it is a art and architecture office. Yeah. It's, it's a really sweet gesture. I loved it. Well, and he does use the furry handcuffs. Well, it's a sweet gesture for a person that he has, they've had no romantic entanglement up to this point uh, because they do kiss. Do I think that they should have gone on a first date before he like plans out their entire future? Yeah. Oh, they spent a week together. I mean, come on. I, yeah, but they do kiss and And that's that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about cuffing season? It should have been called cuffing season. I swear. I agree. I wrote it down when Mikey said it. I loved it so much. But it's actually Holiday in Handcuffs. What would you guys think? It's good. It's Yeah, it's not bad. I think, Mikey, you summed it up best when you said it's a great movie to set up your Christmas ornaments and stuff, too. Christmas decorations. That's what you want. From, you just These movies are background noise to your Christmas, yeah. and that's, that's what you want. Because it's not a good movie. It is like a Hallmark movie. But it is a good Hallmark movie. So, like, I hope that makes sense. It does. <laughs> it made me want to watch While You Were Sleeping, which is a, tr- a truly good version of something kind of like this yes but yeah yeah it is a lot like this in the sense that you know it's like a forced relationship although it's not a kidnapping he's just in a coma it's a coma napping yeah but, mm-hmm. but yeah but i liked it i'd watch this um next christmas while setting up christmas decorations you know yeah sure but Paige, do you have any fun facts for us not much. I think we're going to find <laughs> I have similar when it comes to box office. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Paige, if you have some fun facts, would you mind hitting us with yes. those fun facts? Handcuff, Handcuff fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so Trudy's car is a 1964 Mercury Marauder. Hell yeah, Marauder. Let's get it. I loved that car. It was very cool. It was cool. And the only other fun fact here is that this movie became the highest viewed broadcast in the history of ABC Family with 6.7 million viewers tuning in within the key demographic of 18 to 20 or 18 to 49 which is a 2.4 rating on the nielsen scale that's actually very very good that is really good Uh, yeah very hard to achieve especially for like this kind of cable which is like way off the beaten path cable yes yeah and those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts page let's talk a little bit about box office now when i say a little bit in this context i actually mean a little bit because all we have is a budget i was surprised i was able to find that but what do you think the budget for Holiday and Handcuffs was in 2006? I'm going to say this is $1 million. Mikey, do you want to venture a guess? Uh, $5 million. Holy shit, Mikey. It was exactly $5 million in pain. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. There's no way it's $5 million, right? Like, it's a single location movie, more or less. Sure. There's not really huge names, although Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart they are were, big. They were yeah. bigger back then, yeah. yeah. But $5 million, if you adjust that to inflation, 
for today's dollars, that would be $7.6 million today. But it didn't premiere in theater, so I don't have any box office after that. So that's your box office. I think this is before they discover that Christmas town in Canada where they film all the movies. Uh, so I feel like be. they got better. Like they just they realized they could make a lot of money on these during the holidays. And so they were like, we got to make them for cheaper. And now they yeah. make them for like bargain ass basement prices. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And we're better for it. There are still other networks make movies with bigger budgets like this. Like AB, like Freeform ABC still yeah, does yeah, yeah. movies Netflix that, does at it this now, tier. Basically. And Netflix does as well. But, Mikey, do you want to hit us with that romance scale? Ugh, the romance scale, scale of 1 to 10. How romantic we found it, Paige. Uh, uh, this is a 1 for me. God. It's also a 1 for me, yeah. I'm going to give it also a 1. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our romance scale. It's not romantic, but it is fun. Can I pause it? Now that we're firmly in Christmas season, mm-hmm. can we do a Christmas scale? Like, how Christmassy did it make you feel, Mikey? Oh, very Christmassy. Very this Christmas. is like a seven. Let's, let's, do a, let's do a one to four Christmas scale. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to give it three Christmases. Yeah, I'm going to give it three Christmases, too. I am going to give it three spruce Christmas trees, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's not fully spruced up, but it's sprucey. Yeah, I'm going to go three. Heck yeah. Do you guys think they're still together? Yes. I think they're still together too. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, yeah. yes. I feel like that's a that's bad for them, but yes. Yeah, I agree. So this week, Paige, you made us watch Holiday in Handcuffs. Mikey, it's your pick next week. What are you going to make us watch? Okay. I'm wondering what Nicolas Cage Christmas movie concoction you came up with. There's, well, there's only, only one. The one. I know, and it's and sad. I didn't we're going to do, do it, it last year. We're going to do We're no, going to do The Mikey. Family Man. No. Oh, Mikey. We're going to do it. God, that's going to be such a sad episode. It is such a sad I'm movie. I'm going to make it fun. There's no way it's fun. Oh, I look at the box office. Ah, Mikey, put ah. it down. Look away. Look away. All right, but your homework for next week is to be a big banking douche and fall asleep one night and realize that you should have married the love of your life. And then, you know, watch The Family Man with that woman. Or partner, I should say. I actually don't know exactly what happens in this film. So oh, Mikey, I, that's Mikey. why you're choosing it. Because I'm the ending is the it. most fucking devastating ending in film. I bet you can't wait till I pick The Family Stone next week, Paige. Oh, no. Uh, Damn it. I like The Family Stone. <laughs> Welcome to Super <laughs> Sad Christmas Season. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. I can't pick it because it's not a romance, but there's a thing called, oh, what's it called with Mary Steenburger, where it's like the kids die in a car crash. Oh, wait, I already made us do that movie, didn't I? The Christmas Miracle or whatever, where the, the dad gets shot in a bank robbery and the kids no, get you did thrown not. over the embankment. <laughs> and that's a miracle? How bad was that dad and those kids that that is a miracle, Mikey? She doesn't. <laughs> I love when Mikey can't talk. I, it's like my favorite Mikeyism. Oh no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta explain this movie. Yeah, Mikey, let's take some time to explain a movie we're not gonna do next week on the podcast. Yeah. It's called One Magic Christmas. It's from 1985. <laughs> What's next? The Christmas shoes? Are we doing Christmas shoes next? Uh, if this says romance, I'm totally picking it. <laughs> her family, her family all dies, and she like wishes on an angel. Who is a famous actor, Harry something. Styles? Harry Dean Stanton. 
uh, the Christmas angel comes and like they go back in time one day and save her whole family. It's like, but it goes all the way there. So the dude robs the bank, shoots the dad in the bank, comes out of the bank. The kids are in the car. He steals the car, goes off an embankment into a frozen river, and the kids die. And she's just like on her knees crying to the Lord. It's a Disney film. They send a Christmas angel and bring the family back. But but let me tell you. It's fucking bonkers. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, shit. Like, you just described the, like, most in, it's a wonderful life on crack movie plot I've ever heard. And you're like, no, but guys, it's really crazy, <laughs> If I miss the Taco Bell breakfast window because I had to listen to that nonsense. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't. I can't. We watch it every Christmas at my favorite. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey, I have a question no. for you. Yes. Is there a romance story of any kind in it? I'll watch it this week and I will I will report back because uh I think I will be concluding our Nicolas Cage time to, to transition into Christmas. Uh Christmas till February. And then um <laughs> hashtag Christmas till February, guys. And then uh, yeah, we'll see if I can make it happen. But oh my well, your homework for next week is to watch The Family Man and do we your show. best not to cry the we, whole we time. Show. Impossible. Impossible. I know. I cry it's every such time, a Paige. fucking sad movie. I know. We, I know, Paige. we showed my brother's girlfriend one magic Christmas without telling her about it at all. Why do I feel like this is something that Paul Rudd does to Conan O'Brien? Like, that, that's what this feels like. You know what I'm saying? It's like fucking Gooby or whatever. Maccabee. So she's, yeah. just, Maccabee. she's just sitting on the couch, fucking, fucking sobbing. She's yeah, like, of course. The kids die. Oh, Mikey, you sound like a sociopath right now. You and every yes. member of your family. But also, I would do this to a friend. Like, for sure. Oh, my God. Sorry. Okay, I'm ready. We're back. I'm back. Let me read a review or whatever. Well, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? And then I'll bring up a comment. I'm going to bring up 00000090KTY. Well, what does KTY have to say? Time travel versus angels, baby. Okay. You guys remember when we did that? Uh, I love this podcast, and I think all of the hosts are so funny. I love the variety of movies they cover and appreciate their various takes. Look forward to every week. Five stars. Well, KTY, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. But if you want to have me read your Spotify comment, leave us a Spotify comment like Aaron did, who wrote on our Peggy Sue Got Married episode. Great episode. Just needs more Christmas and I feel like that's the right attitude to bring into that's this true. season. That's so, Aaron, true. thank you so much for leaving that comment under our Peggy Sue Got Married episode. I fucking love a time travel Christmas movie and a Nick Cage movie. Like it's every Nicholas Cage it thing. It's scratching all the itches, yeah. Paige. I'm sorry. It's gonna be sad as fuck. The Family Man is so sad, and honestly, the Family Stone are so are so sad that I have watched them and cried, obviously. But I've cried later not watching them, thinking yes, about just that, like, thinking that about scenario yes. happening in my life. You know what I'm saying? What? It's that yes. kind of sad. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. 
on Instagram and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just romancing pod show because they have a character limit and it's show SHO like showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. Except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolansville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. I prefer my handcuffs shaved. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That is a special kind of a pickup line for this movie. And I thank you for saying it. Bye. (laughs) 